warning. The following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing. Movie Reviews and 20 Qs is brought to you by Sam Hurley and no one else. (laughs) Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie, sometimes a franchise, by asking 20 questions about it. As you guys can tell by the name of this episode, we are doing the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. And here's the problem, guys. Full disclaimer. I've seen the first one. I've maybe seen five, six, and some are seven. Haven't seen eight. Haven't seen the rest. I'm in no way, shape, or form to be giving comments about this. I know that doesn't usually stop Liz or Stacey or anyone else who knows nothing about movies from giving their opinions on films. But uh, it's going to stop me. It's going to stop me. So what I did is I went out there and bitlastminute.com, but I went out there and I decided to get two massive Fast and the Furious fans and I'm going to ask them 20 questions about the franchise. So maybe they can enlighten me. Maybe they can get me all excited for Fast and the Furious 9, which we are doing an episode on next week, because much is a fucking arsehole, and that's what he picked for his birthday film, because he knows how much it's trolling me to pick these one of these films. So, as I said, went out, got two Fast and the Furious fans. One of them's known for being fast. It's Dan. How are you, Dan? Oh, re- uh, really? I'm, <laughs> I'm the fast one? I feel like I'm the furious one. Oh, I know. No, the other guest is definitely the furious one. <laughs> okay, uh, well, hi, hi, Sam. Thank you for thinking of me almost in- instantaneously when you thought of Fast and, Th- Fast and the Furious. I'm, I'm very happy about that. You were legitimately the first person I contacted. I was like, fuck, I should do 20 questions about Fast and the Furious. Dan will be keen. And then I was like, I messaged Emily straight afterwards. Emily being the other guest, how are you, Emily? You're known for being furious. I am furious, when, especially when I came on your show last. So I'm glad to now come and talk about something that I love with, with my whole heart. I had no I idea. I had no idea about that until I was editing last week's episode on Cruella and somebody brought this up and you were like, I'm so excited. And you just got nothing but disdain from Stacey and Liz. I know. I was not with my people. I love them. But this is where I need to be right now. Ahead of Fast 9, I need to be getting into the right headspace. So since you're such a massive fan, Emily, why don't you give us a plot? Why don't you give us a plot of Fast and the Furious 1 through 8? Oh, my God. They're a family. They love each other. Vin Diesel and Jordana Brewster are related somehow, are the same ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Paul Walker's there. He's not there anymore. His brothers were there. He was with Jordana Brewster. Jordana Brewster had a baby. (laughs) Michelle Rodriguez is there. She's great. A lot of people come through. Ludacris, Tyrese, they all drive cars. Cars go broom. They, <laughs> they should hire me. I'm really selling it. Uh, the big thing you're leaving out, of course, is that uh, all the Wonder Woman fans should be thankful for this franchise because otherwise we never would have gotten Gal Gadot in anything. Yes. Yes. And she was so good in this. I remember mm-hmm. watching her and being like, I like this lady. Stop answering questions that are fucking coming up in the <laughs> podcast, Emily. You're skipping ahead. Oh, I'm just so excited. Uh, obviously, we don't have an IMDb rating for the entire franchise. I didn't, I didn't bother going in and doing an average over all the films or doing an IMDb it's, rating. Or- it's like, um, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly from my series, where the, I, I did a Patreon series, for those of you who are unaware, uh, with my girlfriend to make her watch all of them <laughs> uh, because I hate her. Uh, it, it, it's roughly around like a 6.7, somewhere around like that. That sounds about right. Because some of the later ones, yeah. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like it evens out to somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Sure, I'll just play along. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. But I'll throw to you guys. Emily, you can go first and then Dan follow up after. What would you guys give the franchise as a score out of 10,000 burnt tires? 
I would give it a solid 9,000 burnt tires for the joy it has brought me over its run. The fact that I'm still this excited to see the ninth one in theaters, did not care when the first ones were coming out, got back into it midway through and have been so excited. I had tickets to opening night of last year when everything shut down. And when they pushed it back and they said, we're not coming for a year. And I said, Mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? You're postponing a year. And now it's seven years later. And I finally get to see this film. It better be amazing. We're not coming for a year would probably be the catchphrase of most single people over this pandemic. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, they're coming for a year. Just, you know, solo. Yeah. Han Solo, you might say. Han Solo, exactly. (laughs) Uh, As for me, look, I love love these movies. They're they're like a 7,446 tires, burning tires to me. I love them just as much as Emily loves them. But the thing is, it's like, I also recognize they're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and therefore, they need to be taken down just a little bit by me. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> you can't tire up against, like, the Oscars. My tires are up against life. And this is what has been getting me through. That's fine. You're allowed. That's always allowed. <laughs> Sam, Sam, is- Sam, of the ones you've seen, what, what would you rate this this, this franchise? <laughs> I'll recognize the first one was in such a massive like rip off a point break that I couldn't help but think mm-hmm. this is pretty average. That would have been like a six out of ten. They sort of lost me throughout it. Like there was the one where the like the airport runway was about seventeen miles long. That's six. That's six. That was all right. It was there was the bank vault getting um dragged through that Brazil? That was five. That was five. That was probably my my preferred one. Seven. I had four attempts at watching and fell asleep during it each time. So. Yeah, high-octane stuff. High-octane stuff. I only watched the first one because Jordana Brewster was in it, and I loved her in a movie called Debs, and I was like, I guess I have to watch whatever Fast and Furious is, yeah, and now yeah, look at me Yeah, that movie that everyone now. knows about, and only, only <laughs> Emily Higgins hadn't heard about it until just now. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'll probably around 6,400, maybe. Like, they're still enjoyable. Like, they're... You know, you're not going to... That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. You're not going to compare it to high art. Like, it's the stuff that you put on to, like, have a good time and watch some nonsense. And they they deliver on that. Like, as a franchise, what a fucking comeback. Like, how many movies oh, yeah. start making bank on their fifth, sixth, seventh fucking iteration? Yeah. I fell asleep during four. And then, boom, back in it. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, as I said, guys, normally we take a movie, ask 20 questions about it. We're going to do 20 that can be applied to the entire franchise. Very specific questions this time. We've managed to include our Patreon questions, which we'll, uh, we'll do a little bit of a spiel when we get to our Patreons. But the first question that we've got, rather than a compliment sandwich, I'm going to let these guys just tell me what their top three films are. So what their podium finishes are, which film comes first, which film comes second, which comes third. Emily, why don't you leave us off? I have to say, number one for me is... Six, the sixth one, and that is because Michelle Rodriguez gets a lot to do in it. And when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was very poor and couldn't afford to go to the movies. And so I was like, I'll buy one movie ticket and see multiple movies. And I went and saw four movies in one day. I saw The Great Gatsby, The Original Purge, Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan, I believe was the one. And then In, fast that's into six. darkness because into darkness. The Wrath of Khan is the the remake, yeah. the, like, right. the, the original. The original. They, into darkness. We're not putting Khan in our movies, guys. <laughs> into darkness. And the fact that I get to six and I had such a good time watching it. Now, 
I wound up having to pay for about $40 for parking, so I didn't save any money. And I ate two <laughs> full meals at the theater, so I felt very sick. But the fact that I got to six <laughs> and had that good of a time, four movies deep, a full day deep, I was like, I am in it. This movie series has me. Michelle Rodriguez gets to do all that stuff on the plane. So that gets my first spot for those reasons. Mm. Second spot, number eight, Fate of the Furious, because it was just so absurd. It was they brought in Charlize, which I thought was a great addition. They kind of got back to form after seven, which made me want to die. And third is tough. My third spot is tough. I I have to say one because it's the origins. It gives us probably the most Mia Toretto, Jordana Brewster, who is my favorite character, who's in these movies one minute for each film. I'm very angry about that. Uh (laughs) Yeah, and I don't want to brag. I did go to the rap party for seven, and none of the famous people were there. Paul Walker's brothers were there, and I looked at them from across the room. Um, and well, they're, they're not family yet. They they got to still be initiated into the family before they can be part of the real why, rap party. Why haven't they brought them back yet? It was me and his brothers at this party with like because I know the set decorator. Are you sure you went us. to a rap party and this wasn't just some random party where? We got sent to the side one with the, with the brothers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there yeah. was a the, premiere the party. Production crew and the brothers. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, the actors all went to, to the real Somewhere rap else. party. But so I feel like I have, an, I have nice memories with five through eight, really. So cool. it was hard. But though I, if I go three, it's, it's six, eight, one. Six, eight, one. Excellent. What about you, Dan? All right, well, my number three is the one that brings Emily great pain. It's uh, Furious 7. Uh, that movie's so stupid. I love it. Also, I mean, like, I kind of appreciate it from, like, a filmmaking aspect, and I know that's a weird thing to say with this franchise, but the way they were able to shoot around the fact that Paul Walker was dead for, like, half the shots, and, like, it still looks yeah. sort of believable that he was there, you know? I was, yeah. impre- I was pretty impressed. Also, the montage at the end, which we will soon talk about. Excellent. Uh, then, uh, Fast Five. I mean, that, that bank vault scene is mm. just insane. Uh, it's it's nuts how much property damage they do, and uh, how many people they don't kill somehow, <laughs> uh, despite all the cops they do kill. I mean, like it's it's actually like a, a straight up heist movie. Like I think it's the best constructed movie of all of them. Yeah. And then my personal favorite is Too Fast, Too Furious. It was the first one I saw. Uh, I watched it on like maybe a 15 inch monitor in my friend's basement. And we just sat around and watching this thing, and we were like, oh, my God, cars can do this? This is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. Um, moves us over to question number two. Which character from this franchise is the biggest dead weight? Uh, it is Roman Pierce, and that is a definitive answer. Roman Pierce sucks the most. Uh, <laughs> e- even, even in the movie where he is technically co-starring in, in Too Fast, he is still the worst character. He does nothing but complain all the time. It, you know, he thinks he's so suave, but he's not. You know, that's Troy Gibson's character, right? That is correct. Yes, he a oh, hunky whiner. God, he sucks. I like so him most happy. in two, but then he just devolves into like self parody after that. Mm. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I uh, I have to go with Dom's baby. <laughs> <laughs> that baby doesn't do anything. Jason Statham has to protect it, swing it around on the plane. The baby's mom is a is a follow-up choice whose name I refuse to learn and 
So actually, though, the biggest dead weight is the baby's mom when the baby was inside of her. So it covers both of them. Pregnant Dom's ex-girlfriend. Elena. How dare anyone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. How Who dare anyone get married to Chris between- Hemsworth. Shit. Oh, my God. It's Pataki. What's her it name? It is Pataki. Pataki. You're right. This is really yeah. putting some things together. Well, I still hate her because <laughs> how dare – she's getting between him and Letty, but that baby is worse. Letty, what are you going to – what's Dom supposed to do with a baby? Get that out of here. You should have taken that secret to your grave. You might as well be speaking Greek to me right now. I've got no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you have the whole seen plot of eight. scene. There, there's a whole Dom- reason eight exists and this is it. You saw where Jason Statham has to swing the baby around. It's very cute. No. But oh, that, that scene's phenomenal. It's so good. You're almost convincing me to actually watch these films, guys. This is we're only two questions <laughs> in. Good. I was like, this I'm is the g- point. I'm going to be completely sold on never watching these films ever. And now you guys, I'm going to have to watch eight. God fucking damn it, much of you won. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a baby is a time. prop. <sighs> fucking much you. I do. Okay. Yep. That does actually sound pretty good. Um, conversely, and this is Dan, our good mate here, who is also one of our patrons. Conversely, this is his question. What character is the true MVP of these films? And maybe leave out the main characters. Maybe leave out Vin and Paul Walker's characters. I would never pick either of them. Ooh. They're not the MVP. The MVP is Michelle Rodriguez, Letty. She is the reason we're all here. She's the reason Vin Diesel takes a breath in the morning in these movies. She comes back from the dead. She's there. She says three words. She fights in a dress. I don't know if she's, I don't know if she can learn a script. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is also, a, she also came back from the dead in the Resident Evil franchise. She and did. I loved it. I love her. Shocked I'll watch she didn't her do come back anything. from the dead and lost. Avatar. Yeah. Although, who knows? Avatar coming up soon. Come back. And she's going to come back and be like, whoops, hey, I'm here. I have a gun. I love it. I don't know why I, I was want- expecting any other answer from you at all. <laughs> I was like, God, that was, yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder what Emily's going to write for this. You fucking moron. You know what Emily's going <laughs> to put down for this question. Uh, well, I mean, based on our love fest, I actually thought we were going to have the same answer. I'm going with uh, Jordana Brewster's Mia Toretto. Because uh, she's the real reason we don't, like, the whole movie happens. Like, yeah, sure, M- Michelle Rodriguez is the reason why Dom takes a breath in the morning. Paul Walker would never show up for uh, awful tuna sandwiches if it wasn't for <laughs> Mia Toretto. We wouldn't it, have this whole movie without her. Great it was point. really tough for me to not put her down because she is the reason I watch and I adore her with all my heart. But each movie increasingly does her so dirty that the movies don't want her to be the MVP and it hurts my heart. And I also I did fall asleep during four, which is I feel like where her and Paul got a lot of like stuff to do. Oh, yeah. And I did pass right out. So I love her the most of anyone, but I I couldn't. But I'm so glad you did. That is awesome. Takes me on to our next question. I I looked this up and I do have an answer, but I'm going to see if you guys have a guess at this. How many times do you guys reckon the word family is used during these films? Uh, 64. I guessed 20 for each of the last four movies, 10 for the first four. I feel like it was more family focused starting with five. So I went with 120. Both too high. It was 44. Oh, wow. That's a shock. That it was is shockingly low. So, and the first movie, twice. Too Fast and Furious, zero. Mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift, twice. Fast and the Furious, oh. twice. Fast Five, four. Fast and the Furious, six, 11. Furious, seven, <laughs> nine. Fate of the Furious, 14. So, we're <laughs> ramping up. <laughs> Are so- slowly going up again. So, this movie will probably have... 
I don't know, fucking 50? I don't know. Well, right, because it's also John Cena's come back as Dom's brother because he's also a different race than Vin Diesel (laughs) and Jordana Brewster. (laughs) This family. You know what? I I think it also comes down to percentage of words that Vin Diesel speaks. So if he speaks 10 words and two of them are family, it feels like a lot. (laughs) That is true. That's a very good point. Okie dokie, next question. You guys have been drafted into Dom's gang. What's your special skill that you're bringing to the team? Because if memory serves correct, each of them has a special skill. Like Ludacris is a hacker or something. Tyrese is annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I am not quite a hacker, so I would fall a little lower than Ludacris and Natalie Emanuel and just be like, I'm really good at Googling. So, like, we got to book a flight. Like, we were trying to figure out. You heard something weird. I can go on Twitter and search for it. Just kind of. While Ludacris and Tyrese are gib-gabbing all day long, I'm a pretty good, like, I can solve an internet problem. I'm not going to hack into someone else's thing, but I can get us, like, a good lunch. Uh, I can find where we can park the car, that kind of stuff. What shop has a sale on Corona at the moment? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can be the new complainer. <laughs> and I will cost way less money than than Tyrese to do it. <laughs> How much would you charge to be the new player? Oh, oh, like acting minimum. (laughs) The SAG minimum. Yeah, SAG SAG minimum. (laughs) That is amazing. I I feel like we need to start a petition to get Dan Brennick in Fast and the Furious 10. And it's just just him just moaning the entire time. (laughs) Dude, like, I'm already the complainer at work as it is, so like... I do my shit, but like I complain the whole time. Like this is fucking bull. I'm like this is fucking bullshit. As I shoot an RPG at a fucking helicopter, I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, next question, also a Patreon question, comes courtesy of our amazing Patreon, Dave Baker, who has his own Patreon at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. I've tried to basically use one of two of his questions here, and the one I went with is which two characters from this franchise would you guys want want with you at a house party? Uh, Dom, because he'd bring the Coronas, mm-hmm. and then uh, Mr. Nobody, because it's Kurt Russell. Ooh. I would go Mia Toretto, because I want to learn more about her. You know, she seems fun. I have a lot of questions about her hair. I would like my hair to look like hers. I think we just have some nice girl time. Secondly, Ludacris, because I do think he's a good time. I refuse to call him whatever his character's name is in that movie. Is it Gaines? What is it? No, it's Tej. 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 Okay. Yeah, Tej. Tej. Ludacris could come to the party, and me, Ludacris, and Mia Toretto would have a good time. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that. <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Again, I'm just going to say something to you guys, our listeners. I wrote these when I was blind drunk, and then I woke up the next day and thought to myself, hey, these aren't too bad. But this one, I was a little bit iffy on, but I, I, I still feel like you guys are going to have strong opinions on, on this one. Of the double initial actresses being Ronda Rousey or Gal Gadot, which one would you bring back? Gal, obviously. Yeah. It's not a question. No. Ronda, here's the thing, though. Ronda Rousey, I remember how fun her appearance was because it was, like, so ridiculous and at this party <laughs> and everyone's in, like, evening gowns or whatever. And it's amazing. I don't remember a single specific thing Gal does. I just remember, like, leaning on a car or, like, sitting in Han's lap just being effortlessly the coolest person you've ever seen right yeah i i basically said bring her back because uh, apparently han is back yeah yeah the if they don't figure figure out a way to bring her back if they don't figure her out if yep. they don't if figure they don't her figure back figure her out 
then they are fools. Either of those words would make for a movie that made a lot of money. Because she died, right? Don't they want billions? Yeah. Yes. But Han died. Yeah. So was it? And no- I, okay. Again, this is this is what I love about this is I get to explore all the mm-hmm. shit that I've heard that I have no idea about. So a lot of people were saying justice for Han. Was anyone doing justice for Gail's character or nah? No, she sacrificed herself for Han. So yeah. uh, so like it was kind of like that beautiful like quote unquote beautiful moment for those two characters. Uh, be- and also because like they had to write how the fuck Han is even in the franchise after three when he originally died. Uh, so they're like, oh, three happens after six. Guys. I love that. I fucking Come love that. Come on. Yeah. And then Lucas Black is 10 years older in seven. And it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that shit. Uh, next question. Do you guys think that Hobbs and Shaw was a token movie to get rid of The Rock and Statham? Because I believe The Rock was feuding quite hard with Vin Diesel. Um, or do you reckon we'll see them again in the franchise? Like in the main so- Fast and the Furious franchise? So, uh, yes, as a bald man, I know all bald news. So, yes, Vin <laughs> Diesel and The Rock were feuding. Uh, so they just were like, hey, the Hobbs and Shaw characters seem to have, like, a fun interaction in, I think it was six to start. No, it was seven to start with. And then, no, it was seven. Then it moved to eight. So after eight, they're like, oh, you guys work together. Let's let's move you off to your own thing. I think they're going to bring them all back uh, because I think they're going to wind up encompassing everything into the uh the new storyline that happened during Hobbs and Shaw focusing on a uh, Etienne or whatever the fucking thing like the company was called. Yeah. Vin does not want them there. And there were a lot of rumors about him hearing about like there were trailers for it before movies and he got really mad he didn't want the trailers for it run before like Fast and Furious movies like he the he was so pissed about the excellent reception like people who like these movies liked Hobbs and Shaw like they were pumped on it and he was mad uh but they have to bring Statham back at minimum mm. because he, Helen Mirren is his mom and right yes 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 okay and so he's like part of it the rock they can kind I feel like they could the, the, I mean they'd be dumb not to bring him back but if they're like trying to save a few billion um I don't personally need him there but sure he can he can come back and be giant i want to see jason statham again though in it i liked him i feel like the rock saved this franchise didn't he because he popped up in five and sort of yes. turned it all around again well he he definitely helped the fact that he was there helped but like i still like i, I, I still feel like five has the strongest script, like actual script of all of them yeah yeah, the very heisty thing. Also, it just, I feel like when you've got someone, like Vin Diesel is a big guy. The Rock mm-hmm. is like cartoon big. And I feel like that's when they truly were like, let's just be cartoons. And they're shooting massive things at each other and like parking decks are blowing up or whatever. And they're just going nuts. Yeah. The Rock is like a police officer with a kid. Yeah, that was seven. <laughs> okay. Where we saw, we first saw his kid. Because right. I remember this because, like, uh, in Seven, he has his one broken arm, and then he flexes and breaks the cast <laughs> uh, in order to go out and uh, it, it, to fight Jason Statham. Yes, it, Sam, right. this is a real thing that happened. And that whole thing, like, that's so cartoonish, and his giant cartoon body did, like, bring that out in the series. But now that it's out and they're doing it, I don't need him. Right. Yep, fair enough, Emily. Uh, that moves us over to question number nine. I've got an answer to this one. But I want to hear, hear from you guys. At what point do you guys think physics stopped working in these movies? 
I don't know how cars work. So <laughs> if you told me cars were supposed to do any of these things, I'd believe you. But very distinctly, I remember a scene we've talked about, and I actually was watching like a whole 20 minute breakdown of it today, which was the, the vault scene in Fast Five. And that was the one that I remember being like, I saw that one in theaters with my family and they, I'm sure I made them go. And I just remember being like, what is happening? It's two chargers dragging mm-hmm. a vault down the streets. And the way that they did the stunt is so cool. They did so many practical effects, like people in the safe and the safe had little wheels, just all kinds of cool stuff. But it was so insane and made no sense. And they're just dragging on the streets. It's like a hundred cop cars are following them. That's when I feel like things went off the rails and they were like, who cares? Mm. It breathed a second life into the series. Because five up until the safe was actually relatively grounded. And, and then the safe was nuts. like their big, hey, everybody shut the fuck up. We're, we're dragging a safe around Rio. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm loving about this podcast is I feel like if anyone started listening to us and skipped half an hour in, they'd be like, is this the recording of three people inside a mental asylum? Like, what the fuck? Is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? What the fuck are these people talking about? What was yours, Dan? Uh, my answer is actually very early. It's it's in too fast. When they jump the bri- the the car onto the the small yacht boat thing no that no if you look at the like the ramp they went off of it's more like this you know like <laughs> this instead of like this which would be actually be required to jump onto a boat in the way they did yeah for those of you playing at home dan basically just showed us a flat hand and then he turned his hand into one with an incline i'm sure you worked it out but hey that's what i'm here for so you know then that was when it. That's when it ended. So they managed to make it through one whole movie with physics making sense, and then they made it to the second one and didn't. Yeah, interesting. So because I have well, a... also, I mean, technically, physics don't make sense when we have a three minute race or a ten second race take three minutes. Yeah, I was about to say there was <laughs> there was that as well. The... But I mean, we all ignore that. We get past that, and we just worry about the boat at the end of two. Yeah. I, as I mentioned, I haven't seen two, three, and four. I can't remember if it was five or six, but there's that one scene. This is my answer, by the way. There's that one scene when. Dom launches himself out of a car, catches another person in mid-air, I believe is Michelle Rodriguez's character, and then they turn and go into a different angle, and then he lands on the hood of a car, and then she's like, thank you, and he's like, you sweet ass, and then jumps off the car and walks away. I believe that is six. Like, not us, like, just completely defying the laws of gravity, everything. Just gets up, walks away, completely fine. Just, that was the part where I was like, okay, yeah, they'll stop fucking caring. Yeah, because that's true love. If you love True each other, love conquers can... all. It conquers uh, broken spines, <laughs> concussions, internal bleeding. Physics. Rewrites the laws of physics and gravity. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Okay, moves us over to question number 10. A deeply personal question for you guys. Did you guys cry when they gave Paul Walker a bit of a send-off at the end of 7? Uh, Almost? Like, it was the closest I've ever come to crying in a movie, and it was because a dude actually died, and they were giving him a nice little montage tribute. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, no, not really. I, sp- I suppose for a guy with a cold, dead heart, that's pretty good, right, Dan? It's pretty close? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Pretty close. I cried so hard I got a headache. I cried every time I heard that song that, like, that they would play constantly on the radio for several years after this film. They were still playing it all the time and i'd be like why are we hearing this dead man's song 
Did they play it in New Zealand, Sam? Fuck no. that, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the, well, it's, it's been like, a long day song. They would play this song all that was literally like about him dying in real life. Like how sad it was that they played in the movie and they would just be on the radio like every day. Uh, yeah, it's called See You Again. It's Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa. Uh, I yes. only know Wiz Khalifa's in it because he's from Pittsburgh and no one shuts the fuck up about the fact that he's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anywho, that moves over to question number 11. This is also a Patreon question. comes courtesy of the amazing man. This is Nick of Nikolai's Kitchen, an awesome food podcast. You guys should all be checking out. Uh, cooking podcast. Dan, you've been on it recently. You were on there for dinner for two doing... Uh, yeah, tikka masala, wasn't table it? for two. Yeah. We we talked about tikka masala for two hours as I made it because I misunderstood the premise. It was like it was like an episode of the countdown where Wayne completely misses the brief. Yeah. Nick talked about <laughs> Nick was like, "Hey, I bring on somebody to talk about food that they make," and I went, "Oh, I should make the food while we do the episode." Exactly, that's fun. Yeah. Stacey so, is going to be on there one day. Nick's asked if she'd like to come on because I keep pushing for it on this podcast, and I'm slowly trying. To we all Stacey. want it. She did make an amazing fried chicken over the pandemic to try and calm me down and stop me from fucking killing myself. And it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> also true love, just like Dom and Letty. Yeah, absolutely. Just an oversized bald man who drinks a lot of Coronas and a girl that's way too hot for <laughs> Believe him. me, I bet you could fly through the air, catch her uh, as she was falling to her death, and land on the hood of the car and be totally fine for about five seconds until you're like, oh, broke my back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anywho, on to next question. What type of meal is this franchise? Now, I'm saying this is the highest compliment. It is a Taco Bell $5 cravings box, which is a, a limited time occasional menu item where you are able to pick a few of your favorite classic Taco Bell items all in one box, all for $5. It has, it's the classics. You know what's going to happen, right? It's going to be beans, cheese, tortilla. Maybe a meat, semi-meat product. Maybe you're going to get diarrhea. <laughs> you know, it's eight different styles of the same exact thing in a box. Maybe it has a little extra cheese or a crunch, and that's like a Ronda Rousey or a The Rock, a little something different. I love it. I go back to it time and time again. You're really selling it, Emily. You're really selling it. I love a movie that makes me shit myself repetitively. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I, as someone who eats Taco Bell probably once a week, genuinely high compliment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Taco Bell is great. It's great. I get the same four things every time, and they're great. Yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, I picked a Big Mac meal. Everyone says how fucking bad a Big Mac meal is, but they'll go out and buy a fucking Big Mac meal whenever they want it. Like, oh, man, I'm really craving a Big Mac meal. And it's like the same thing with the, the Fast and Furious franchise. Hey, these movies fucking suck, but they go see the goddamn movie anyway. And it's like, well, what are, what are you actually saying here? Yeah. Guys, I love how you both picked fast food. <laughs> I, I And I want this not to reflect on the films as someone who eats fast food. And like what I make for myself at home is like sandwiches and hot dogs. Okay. I, I, I don't want something fancy. I don't want something that's not the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Good on you, Emily. Stick to your guns. 
McDonald's I almost did and I like that it has more like widespread appeal like New Zealanders know more what it is I I thought like maybe a McRib because it comes back every year and we know it's Mm. coming and people are still like let's go out and do it even though we know what's happening but I never have actually had one and I had to be true to myself fair enough Ooh, well I mean in that case then you go with like the shamrock shake which is like perfect these are perfect representations of the films and I would hope that the people making them know that about themselves I feel like the American audience will know what you guys are talking about, but I have no idea what the hell a shamrock shake is. Uh, next question. What country probably hates the gang from this? Hates the family. What country probably hates the family the most due to the events of these movies? Uh, there are two answers. One, is, and I'm going with the, uh, the one from seven. Uh, the United Arab Emirates, uh, they're, when they drive between the three different buildings, the structural damage done to those buildings is just astronomical yeah those buildings would be right off is your other one my answer which is i believe it is brazil that is correct Uh, brazil is the other answer they're not just destroying like big rich people buildings they're like on like small family home roofs just going from roof to roof just destroying they have like uh straw is their roof and they're just smashing their way through it these people don't have much and our our family takes it from them, what they do have. Yeah, Brazil was mine as well because of the bank vault getting chased around or charging through a city. And the, yeah, and that too. Smashing through buildings and like, you know, yeah, we made the joke about no one dying, but <laughs> the body count was probably in the thousands. And no one in this movie is paying taxes on the money that they have. And certainly not to these countries that they're visiting. Like <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with the accounting and bookkeeping of these films here's a here's a fun story for you guys when they were filming i believe it was fast and furious 6 and they were filming it in london vin diesel's trailer was actually set up beside the kiwi house that we had set up in london for the olympics so this was in 2012 so we used to go down Hmm. to the kiwi house and you could get in for free and they had like a new zealand barbecue and all this other stuff right uh the new zealand barbecue actually caught on fire and a LPG gas can exploded, and people thought there was a somebody was trying to assassinate Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you guys trying to assassinate Vin Diesel? How dare you? Why wouldn't we try and assassinate Vin Diesel? Were you trying? You were trying to assert bald man dominance? Well, no, we just we got to get on the map somehow. Everyone forgets about New Zealand, so we're like, hey, if we murder one of the heads of the biggest franchise. <laughs> The heads. He is a he is, he is a head. Vin Diesel in the he is a head. Vin Diesel in the movies and in life is the closest thing we have to a modern day mob boss. I remember so distinctly on some Michelle Rodriguez said after one of the movies came out, she did like an Instagram post that was like, I love these movies. I just wish the women got to do a little more. I wish I got to be with Jordana more. Like she said something that I was surprised that she said, but that mm-hmm. I loved. And then a few days later, she's in a hostage video with Vin Diesel, and he has his arm around her, and he's like, right, Michelle? And she goes, I love these movies and the way that they are. And he goes, Michelle loves them. She's such a fan of these movies and everything we do. It was full. I was like, oh, my God, Vin Diesel is a mafioso. <laughs> yeah. Why is there a little red laser pointer light on your chest, Michelle Rodriguez? <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for they're coming for her, and I was so worried. And I remember so distinctly when then that post came out, and I was like, "Ooh!" And she had deleted the first one. Like, oh no! I was like, "Oh, Michelle, that sucks." (laughs) Or Emron. 
next question. What movie do you guys reckon is the black sheep of the franchise? My answer should be Hobbs and Shaw because I forgot it was even part of the franchise and didn't list it. So what I said <laughs> was what I said was two, and here's why. I think five through eight had kind of the resurgence of like people kind of they all blend together, but we know about them. One kicked it off. Two people love or hate. Like mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, three. Three people love or hate and talk mm-hmm. about all the time because it was the totally different the Tokyo Drift, Lucas Black's accent, the whole thing. Two, I think we really forget that Vin dipped out for a second. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think Vin wants us to forget. Oh, he does. I'll never forget. You're keeping it alive. Hashtag never forget. Oh, I'll be the, if I'm the only one who keeps it alive, you know, I'll represent. I'm fine with that until Red Laser Dot shows up on (laughs) on the screen. (laughs) He ducked out of Triple X, too, though, and then came back. He's like, "Uh, oh, Mm. wait, how much money you guys got over there? Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, Hobson Shaw. I don't. That's actually probably my least favorite movie. Like, uh, you know, Tokyo Drift, I don't like, but also, like, it's it's stupid. It's fun in, in parts. But, yeah. like, Hobbs and Shaw was just, their back and forth was so fucking annoying. And I was, the only thing I was thankful for, really, was, like, Vanessa Kirby existing mm. in the movie and her being a badass at some points. But it was crazy when they, because if you ever, somebody like The Rock is like, obviously, like, he was good, he was good looking, like, walking tall days. He's too big now, but he's not oh, yeah. bad looking. And they try to make him have sexual chemistry with someone and it's not right. So, like, when he and Vanessa are, like, kissing, you're like, ugh, it's like King Kong and a woman. What is happening? <laughs> they can't do it. No. No, that, that movie just, just doesn't work. As much uh-uh. as Idris Elba is trying to ham it up, it just doesn't doesn't work. Idris Elba, no. fuck, this is unreal, man. The star power of these franchises, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God, yeah. Oscar nominated actress Vanessa Kirby appearing in Hobbs and Shaw. Oscar won a well, Helen Mirren Helen, in fucking Fast and the Furious. Helen Mirren wanted to be. She asked. She wanted to be in this franchise. She asked for it. And she got it, and she deserved it. Well, she caught up Luke Luke Evans and just went, how much did you make? That much, huh? <laughs> I have to be on set for how long? Two days. Good God, sure. <laughs> yeah. And she's great in them. She fits right in. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, next question is Emily Higgins' question. Thanks, Emily. It's your one of your old Patreon <laughs> questions that's making a comeback, and I decided to use one of the more fun ones. Uh, which character from this franchise has probably gone the longest without showering? Oh, it's Vince. Uh, like the 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 gruff guy from Dom's gang who is in one and has obviously has a crush on Mia but she won't reciprocate because he hasn't showered and then he's in four uh and he's been hiding out from like the federal agents and he's obviously hasn't showered despite the fact that he has a child now I think Vin Diesel Dom Toretto has definite vibes that like the floor of his home and his car are sticky you know, like, it, I just, I don't think it's a good situation anywhere that he is. Especially the liver seats that you see often in cars. Gross. Uh, next question. Yeah, so Dom obviously says this from the first film, but I want to know from you guys, do you guys live your life one quarter mile at a time? Or are you guys more like sort of one quarter inch at a time? I'm living one quarter centimeter. I'm so tired. One centimeter! Holy shit, you guys know what centimeters are. <sighs> this is weird. I know they're littler than inches. They are. Yeah. <laughs> My, mine's definitely a quarter inch at a time maybe a quarter foot at a time uh that's about as fast as i go i don't know man <laughs> i like sitting in front of in front of screens too much i don't care yeah i'm not living a vin diesel life he probably has to they all probably go through a lot of sunscreen on those heads yeah 
During New Zealand summers, my head is often basted in sunscreen. It's yeah. That's not like Vin when he wants to go out and go a quarter mile at a time. He's really gotta. He's gotta lather up. He's gotta put on his best tank top. He hasn't showered, so it's like old sunscreen still on there. Yeah. I'm not living that life. That's why he doesn't shower. It's good to go still. He, he still has application <laughs> on there. Yeah, 24 hour protection. <laughs> nah. It says 24 hours on the bottle. It's going to last 24 hours. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, my answer to that one, that was one of the ones I had an answer to. I think if you ask Stacey if I live my life at one quarter mile at a time or one quarter inch, I think she'd say I live my life at one negative inch at a time, probably. <laughs> a bit, bit better description of me at the moment, but anyway. <laughs> Let's move over to Julio from the Contrarians. You guys know I love the Contrarians. They're fucking awesome. We're going to have those guys back at some stage in the future. I believe they might be our July-August guests. And uh, there's a link down in the show notes for this show. But what? Uh, here we go, guys. What's your most controversial opinion about this franchise? Okay. This is for everyone on Twitter who, when they see a still or a trailer of this movie, freaks the fuck out. These movies are dumb fun. And those of you who take them way too seriously need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I stand with like, that. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, there are people who are like, why are these still getting made? And it's like, first of all, look at the box office numbers. Second of all, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. No one wants to hear you. Like, we're tired. You, you've, you've said this for now, like, nine movies. We don't need to hear it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Over a decade. Yeah. Especially. Especially when it's like you look at the fact that Vin, both with these movies and with the new Triple X, they tap into an international market in a way that other movies don't always do. Like, obviously they've earned their place. Yeah. Not everything has to be Academy Award nominated fair that comes out. Sometimes they can just be dumb fun. This is our dumb fun. Like, like the Marvel movies, in theory, aside from Black Panther, are never going to be nominated for. And I know, Sam, you've been activated. But <laughs> hear me out. They're, like, they're never going to be nominated for Academy Awards, really. Like, the, the big ones. And, but, like, people enjoy those anyway. And, yeah, yeah, sure, they do, like, more important things and more impressive things. And they're probably tighter scripts, but they're still entertaining at their core. These are the same thing, just dumber. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I agree as well, because it's Ma like a, a level of control they're trying to exert over people, like these pretentious people. They're like, oh, this is killing modern cinema, and you know, none of these worth movies are ever Oscar-worthy, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, but people fucking enjoy them. You know what I mean? We yeah. want escapism. We want to go see dumb shit that we know doesn't make any sense, and you can pick a million plot holes in. Fuck. Half of my favorite films, man, like The Room, easily a hyperbole sandwich. Doesn't make any fucking sense, but I'd watch it again no. tomorrow. Put that in front of me, put Schindler's <laughs> List in front of me, I'm going to watch The Room. Fuck that. Right. I'm going to be going to every one of them. I'm going to be 80. I'm going to be seeing Fast and the Furious 45, and it's going to have children from TikTok. I'm going to be like, is there a car? <laughs> Vin Diesel's going to have rockets attached to his wheelchair. <laughs> yes. I, I, My most controversial opinion is for the movie and for life, which is we don't need The Rock. We don't need him in the movie. We don't need him in life. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the cheat cheat day meal on it. I'm eating 200 cookies and 45 pieces of sushi. Buddy, your life sucks. That's all you do all day is work out and eat. Like, if you pick up your kid wrong, she's going to be cracked like a walnut in your arm. Like, go enjoy your life. Stop it. Get out of here. Let me have – I want new – where's new big bald men? I'm sick of the ones I got. Yeah. Make Sam, me famous. Sam, let's – yeah, let's let's get a Kickstarter. Me and Sam get Kickstarted into Hollywood personal trainers who make us bigger than The Rock. Yes. Bull 
both of you replace the rock. You can wear all of his wardrobe. You can both fit into together like Siamese twins. Oh, that'd be <laughs> amazing. You can, stand, you can sit on my shoulders, Sam, and we'll, yeah. we'll fit the rock perfectly. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. I'm just imagining my Instagram videos or photos or whatever as well. I was like, cheat day meal. And then somebody will go back through my history and be like, this guy's had cheat day meal for the last fucking 72 days. (laughs) Here's the other thing. The food that he gets when he eats 80 of it, it doesn't look good. Like the cookies don't look good. They look old probably because someone was like in a kitchen, like mass making, it's the Rock's cheat day. I got to make 40 (laughs) chocolate chunk cookies. Just like they're not fresh baked. And he's just what hosing them down on his one day of the week where he could do that. What are you – it's not right. We shouldn't be – I keep seeing people post about the steroid use in the Marvel Universe now. Chris Hemsworth's little legs are too little and that they're beefing him up too much on top. Everybody cool it. More big cars, less big people. <laughs> Give me a skinny guy. That was – Paul Walker brought that. He was oh, like yeah. live. He was like, like – He was still fit, a, but like he was fit. like the not like jacked out of his mind dude with yeah. his arm. He can't put his arms down. Right. But instead, they've brought John Cena. (laughs) Over it. Absolutely. They're not listening to my opinions at all. (laughs) What a surprise no one's listening to your opinions, Emily. I never would have thought that in a million years. When I go stand, I stand on Hollywood Boulevard and I scream what I want from the next Fast and the Furious film. (laughs) I'm surprised Mark Wahlberg is not in these. Right? um, Is not in these yet. Like. He's he looks like John C. I feel like they're gonna bring him in and be like, and he's your half brother. He's your real dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Mark Wahlberg was Vin Diesel's dad. Oh, I want to fucking <laughs> see that. You're, wa- you're welcome, old. Hollywood. You're welcome. But he's still playing the same character that they he played in the Transformers. You know how they tried to chuck him in the Transformers, reinvigorate that. I just want yeah. him to be. I'm an inventor. I invented John John Cena and Vin Diesel. <laughs> fucking mark Wahlberg. let's see about him the better um this is over to question number 17 this question comes courtesy of chrisini fuck you the man chris chris's usual question is what song would you have inserted into this movie and where slash why i'll repurpose that to make it what song best oh, describes uh, this highway to hell road to nowhere <laughs> yeah! other world songs it, it and i went with one of those because i went with life as a highway because you know what it is Nah. In these films, they s- zip zip speed along. Nah. Have a good. Th- I mean, they they're cliched. These movies are cliched. It it perfectly fits. I like that comfort. I like the comfort of a song I've heard a million times. I like the comfort of an actor delivering the word family again. Family. <laughs> I don't got a team. I got family. <laughs> there we go. What about you, Dan? What was your song? Uh, my song was "Act a Fool" by Ludacris, which is the <gasps> the basically technically the title track off of "Too Fast, Too Furious" because at the beginning of the song he goes "Too fast, too furious." <laughs> he doesn't even say furious; he says furious. Furious. Ludacris is a fairy. <laughs> yeah, that's so, why Ludacris was a good addition. Oh, I he love is Tej. Fun. Yeah, he knows what he's doing here. Too yeah. Too so, so yeah just just have act a fool play the entire time throughout all of these movies i don't give a shit i need them to do mad max style mad max fury road uh tej is on the back of a car rapping while they drive and do their stunts like that creep with the guitar that'd be and he's fantastic just like, he live sings the entire soundtrack and they have to pass him off between cars when people are being attacked and different people take him in their car at different times 
When we need to go get some funding and start our own rival series. I'm just imagining some Hollywood producer of these films or like yeah, yeah, rival series and us three just marching in. Listen to our days, guys. Listen to this shit, right? <laughs> just like We have ideas. Security. Security. <laughs> Look, Netflix would love to have us, let's be honest. Oh, absolutely. They need our help. Absolutely. Has everyone from Professor Furious said, no, I don't want to come on your podcast? Yes, they have. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I was about to say, I know, I know you've been saying a lot of nice things about Jordana Brewster and Michelle Rodriguez, and is this a ploy? She said no. Oh. Michelle's team has not replied. Oh, no. oh, man. Really? I will keep emailing until someone tells me to stop. The last movie I saw Michelle Rodriguez in was uh, in uh, She Dies Tomorrow, and I just went, Michelle Rodriguez is in this movie? And, like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I saw the assignment where she has a penis. Because a malicious doctor played by Sigourney Weaver. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? She's Okay, this, hold on. Real movie? quick. The film The Assignment that got a lot of flack from people, I saw in theaters, was the only one in the theater opening weekend. She is a man. She is a man. She is playing a man who has a penis, full frontal, man, Frank, dude, playing a dude, okay? But then a Sigourney, she kills Sigourney Weaver's brother, so Sigourney Weaver in retribution is like what you love is that you're a man well i'm gonna give you gender reassignment surgery into a woman so now frank as the woman michelle rodriguez has to get vengeance and to fight sigourney weaver that's a real film i saw in theaters so i found it uh i can only rent it for four dollars so that's not happening but it has michelle rodriguez sigourney weaver tony shalhoub and anthony lapaglia Tony Shalhoub only has scenes with Sigourney Weaver in a way that I was like, that's how they got him to agree. They were probably – Sigourney was like, buddy, we'll be in a room together She's like, hey, you days. remember our Galaxy Quest days? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, you want to be in like that kind of movie? He's like, sure. And then he sees the final product. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. This was a movie where when I saw it in theaters and there was one other man there, I thought, ew, what's wrong with him? Why is he at this as I sat there with the friend I had dragged? <laughs> So <laughs> it was although I deserve to be there, but ew, why is a man here? And why is his penis out? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love you, Michelle Rodriguez. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, I thought we were gonna get kicked out of Hollywood producers' rooms, but if they're making these types of films, then fuck it. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh no, we got great ideas in comparison. By comparison, I, f- I think we're looking great on paper. <laughs> uh, talking about crazy ideas, let's move over to question number eighteen and Come up with this. Answer this for me, guys. How the fuck can Han still be alive? Nothing means anything anymore in movies. A death in these franchises, a death doesn't mean a death. The end doesn't mean the end. We've been seeing it for the last ten plus years, like especially with the Marvel movies, etc. These franchises want to keep going. So if nothing means anything, yeah, bring us back that nice man. Han was a polite man. He had a good head of hair. He he was like he brought a different energy. He was much quieter, you know. He was, he was, I liked him. Come back. We want him. He landed Gal Gadot before she was Gal Gadot. Mm. Gal, Gal Gadot. I, he was there. He deserves this. Imagine you're in these movies and then you're the guy that you were, um, I don't know his actor's name. I just know his name is Han. <laughs> Come back. Let me learn his name. <laughs> I don't know. Like most of these people only have these roles anymore. Like, yeah. What, what, uh, other than Guardians of the Galaxy, what is Vin Diesel doing? What is Michelle, like, Michelle Rodriguez, we know what she's doing, <laughs> and she's better off doing these, just these movies. Tyrese Gibson is doing these movies. Ludacris, do, just doing these mm. movies. So, like, just, 
I mean, just do them. Who cares? Uh, as for me, I went with an in-universe reason. Because I'm a psychopath. So, uh, we, in Hobbs and Shaw, Idris Elba's character is brought back by Etienne to be, like, their, their heavy. Uh, and I feel like they, they rescued, they rescued Han from the car wreckage, uh, and revived him to bring him, and brought him back in order to spy on Dom's gang in order to help stop the next plan they have for world domination, because it feels like we're heading to a convergence point with, like, Hobbs and Shaw and the rest of the Fast and Furious, Furious franchise, where it's going to be, Etienne's going to be the big bad guy at the end, and they have to all stop them, and they all have to be there, and Han's going to be a double agent. Although he's not going to be a double agent because family overcomes all. So he's almost like a Frankenstein's monster at this point. He's been revived and ensuited. Yeah, kind of. So bring back Frankenstein's bride. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. Let's be fair. We never saw her dead body. And even if we had, Fast and Furious would be like, eh, "That was someone else." Did we see Ooh, Hans? You dead know body? what? No. Um. Also, they probably have her body. Also, and he, they're like, "You have to be the <gasps> double agent, and we can release her to get her back." To get her yes. back. A hundred percent. You're man. If Fast if, if if Fast and Furious Nine isn't exactly this, I'm gonna be very mad. We <sighs> and by very mad, I mean like I'm just making up stupid fan theories. Who who really gives a shit? All I want to see is cars go fast and things go boom. <laughs> Enough people said, "Ha ha, what's Fast and Furious gonna do? Go to space?" That they were like, "Well, don't." In the next one, they like put them into like low orbit yeah. or something. Oh, they're going, yeah, which, they're going to space. By the way, doesn't count. We'll I want to see well, some Armageddon level shit. Let's go. What, Dominus family blowing up an asteroid with a car? Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> That's what I said. Every I, time every time someone's like, what's next? They're going to space. I'm like, yes, sure, please. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. Stop fucking making fun of that. That's a legitimately fun idea that I want to see. Yes. Uh, my next question. For some reason, Charlize Theron has a horrendous haircut in the previous one. I saw the blonde dreads. I thought very reminiscent of Angelina Jolie and Gone in 60 Seconds. I thought, there's a general rule that if you're white, you probably shouldn't dreadlock your hair. It never looks good. Uh, the next one, they've given her a bowl cut, I think is the best way to describe it, where they've literally put a bowl on yep. her head and cut around it. She looks dreadful. Why do you guys think they keep giving Charlize these horrendous haircuts? Oh, to give Michelle Rodriguez a chance to look like the hottest woman in the franchise. <laughs> That's exactly my very rude answer, which is yeah. I wonder if, you know how Vin has a no one can beat me clause, as does Jason, as does The Rock, which is what makes their stuff so hard. But like Vin Diesel, his younger sister is a producer on the films, counts the number of punches he takes because he cannot look weaker. He cannot take more than X number of punches. I wonder if the women that were already in the series were like, you can't keep introducing new women. We got Jordana, obviously gorgeous. We got Michelle, gorgeous. Then we got Natalie Emmanuel, Gal Gadot, gorgeous. And they're like, you know what? Stop, okay? You're bringing in another lady that's famous for things that aren't this. Just can you give her a bad haircut? Just do me a solid, Vin. Put it in the contract. That's like the most sensible answer I've ever heard. It makes a lot of sense. I, I just wish she just kept the dreads. She looked way better with the dreads, too. Yeah, I mean, comparatively, they do look a lot better. Oh, com yeah, comparatively. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, no dreads, preferable, but I mean, of the two but, options, dreads. Because the dreads seem like a mistake, the bowl cut seems like a purposeful choice. How can I respect a villain that cut their hair like that? The dreads, I was like, oh, she's like so truly busy 
this happened and she just left it. That's the worst part is that it's like, if you look at it, it's kind of straight and normal up top and then the ends of them have dreadlocked. So if you're talking about characters that go on the longest without showering, maybe her. Might be her. But that 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 straight across bowl cut, the color, everything about it is very like, I did this at a salon before a high fashion show. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Poor Chalice. And now... Talking about crazy ideas, I mean, we've like it's been heavily indicated from that trailer they're going to space in nine, and then there's talk now that dinosaurs, potentially yeah. Jurassic Park and Fast and the Furious is going to have a crossover. Who knows? As Everyone making fun times. of that's an idiot because I love that idea. Yeah, same. I would pay money to see a T Rex chase a bunch of dudes in souped up cars, hitting the nos and trying to escape from a Brontosaurus. Sure, why not? But <laughs> at this point, it doesn't matter anymore. As Dean said, nothing right. matters anymore. But what uh, you guys, dream scenario, what hairbrain idea, what should they do in 10? Oh, uh, Avatar crossover. So they, they, they go to, uh, fuck, what, what's that? Pandora? That's it. Pandora. 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 They go to Pandora, Pandora to get the unobtainium. Uh, and, and, and Michelle Rodriguez is like, starts freaking out. Like she has like deja vu kind of shit because she like got killed there before. And then everyone's like, huh, that's really weird. Uh, okay, this is all the screen time we're going to give to that because we got to drive our cars real fast across this planet and destroy it because the natives are here. And then they uh, drift on the dr- on the natives and kill them all. And the guy, the, guy <laughs> the, the villain from the first movie goes, hooray, the unobtainium, and then he wins. And then it's a cliffhanger of like, oh shit, we did the wrong thing. And so then Avatar 6 is, is uh, a Fast and Furious crossover 2 where they uh, have to drive real fast to get the unobtainium back from the dude. Too yeah, fast, too nevy. Yep, yeah. see that. I want them to actually go to space. I, this low orbit thing, I'm not interested in. I want full on gravity. They are out in a shuttle. One of them's on a moon rover. They're doing the thing that they now do in every movie, where they're all like on communications, like talking to each other, and everyone's doing a different thing. It's so, like one's on a moon rover, one's in a little jetpack, two are on a space station, one's over here, one's on Earth. Like you got it, guys. I want full in space, which then opens the sci-fi doors, and we can do a full Sharknado, which was in Sharknado 6, Sharknado, it's about time, when they go back in time, uh, and they just travel through different time zones and meet historical figures. That really opens us up for the dinosaurs, for the time travel, for, like, let's get high tech in here. I'm going to watch 30 more of them if they make them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if they keep making them, I will keep watching them. Launch the car fully into space, Elon Musk style, and just keep going. Go through a black hole. Let's yeah. go to another galaxy. Fuck it. Who cares? Make Event Horizon <laughs> 2 with the Fast and Furious crew. Yes. I'm more thinking this- of, um, more thinking of like Ad Astra. I know you weren't a fan of it, Emily, but there's that one scene that I was probably one of the standout scenes where they're on the moon. And they've got basically space pirates coming after them and having like a Fast and the Furious scene on the moon. Oh, but because yeah. it's in low gravity, they can get away with just doing so much more. Yeah. Yeah. And have those mean monkeys come out. Yeah. And be it. driving their own little rover. <laughs> what about the sun's going to stop or whatever? What's in that movie Sunshine with Rose Byrne? Like something bad's happening with the sun. You know who's got to fix it? Yeah, so Vin, yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin and his family. Vin Diesel has to drive a nuke into the sun. And that's why Edion, Edion actually, this whole time, they knew that Vin is the only one who can save the Earth, and they've been preparing him. These are all horrible ideas that need to now be in new iterations of these movies. Well, it's like, 
they were like, actually, everything that's ever happened was because of Charlize Theron's cipher. Like, everything that's happened was because of her. So maybe we find out in 10 movies, it was all aliens. It was all the Galaxy Quest aliens. Sigourney Weaver's here. Tim Allen <laughs> comes out of uh, Republican jail to be in the, in that movie, too. <laughs> To be honest, if the last Fast and the Furious movie just ended on an eight-year-old boy waking up and he's surrounded by cars and it was all a dream, I'd be like, that makes so much fucking sense. (laughs) It's just some kid's wet dream of just cars on cars on cars. And then it would make sense if he had some Barbies and he cut their hair wrong. Yes. That's why we got that awful hair. The dog chewed on her and gave her the dreadlocks, so he cut it off and she gave her that bowl cut. This makes so much sense. This, this makes is so it. much sense. And and then when they if we have Jurassic Park crossovers and shit, it's just he's just intermingled all his toys. Yeah, it's just it's, the Lego movie. That's really what this it's comes that down outer to. It's layer the Lego, of the Lego it's movie. It's the Lego universe yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think we've solved it, guys. I think we've worked out how fast and the furious one through seventy four or however many we're gonna get up to is eventually gonna end. This has been great, by the way, guys. Thank you so much, my Fast and Furious fans, for coming on this episode and talking about this franchise. You guys have done amazingly. Oh, thank you. Thank you for this chance to sit here and, and talk about these movies. What a joy. Oh, what I know. A, this this is fantastic. I, I wish we could do this for 100 more hours. Why can't we see the next one together? This oh, is now so upsetting. I know. It is funny. Like, I've recorded I'll just quite fly a few out po- to L.A. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, same. <laughs> I'll be the only dude on the plane. I'll have to quarantine for three weeks on the way back. But yeah, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> it's worth it. We'll go to a we'll go to a nice theater. Have a nice time. It only cost me about seven or eight grand, so I'm sure it's going to be worth it. I'm sure, <laughs> sure Stacy will understand. Pay off our mortgage. We'll, or... go to, <laughs> we'll go to Universal Studios and do the Fast and Furious oh. ride where Vin Diesel just like screams at you. <laughs> oh, I'm so erect. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, before we depart, would you guys like to plug your podcasts? I mean, obviously, you guys have been on a few times, and everyone knows who you guys are, but go ahead, plug them away. And just in case we've just through this episode managed to lure in all these Fast and the Furious fans. And They're out there. We're now going to listen back to all our other episodes. Of goes, these guys suck, but yeah. After you guys. Emily, why don't you go first? Uh, my podcast, Tasteless. I talk about movies. I did Fate of the Furious and explained why it's better than Baby Driver. And I also did talk about the assignment and why uh, the, the the movie with Michelle Rodriguez as a man, why it was better than the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So check out tastelesspod.com and uh, you can you can hear about my genuine true love for Michelle Rodriguez. I did Debs with Jordana Brewster. I love these women. Please be my friends. Please reach out to her PR teams of these women. Please, <laughs> Please. Please make a little girl's dream come true. I'm going to injure myself gravely. <laughs> I'm just going to go out and give myself a very lethal disease. and then Go into the CDC and then be like, please. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Why do you plug Netflix and Swill? Yeah, uh, it's a podcast where we discuss all things Netflix, as Sam would say. Uh, most recently, we did an episode with uh, Casey Moore of What's on Netflix. He's like the premier site for all like the Netflix happenings and stuff. Uh, we broke down their Geeked Week, which just happened last week and it felt like it went on for a hundred years because it was, it was just so much shit every day uh but yeah we broke that all down it was uh exactly 90 minutes worth of content from us so uh if you want to hear more about more stuff coming to netflix uh and you're a nerd this is the podcast for you yeah obviously highly recommend both of these guys it shows uh if you as i said next week will be much as pick of fast and the furious nine i don't know what the name of the film is but whatever 
Uh, and after that, who knows? But uh, yeah, we've got some other the rest in the of mix. them. Yeah, the rest of them. Just mentally break Sam. Anyway, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In, or you can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, or send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com or on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's thanks for me. Goodbye forever. <laughs> <laughs>